Hey guys, it's Tats here from Castagra, and welcome to the Specified Growth Podcast. Each week, I talk to leaders and experts about how to overcome adversity, grow massive organizations, and how to create meaningful change in the building materials and coatings industry. Today's guest is Jamie Adamchuk. He's an executive CEO, coach, and business trainer. So, Jamie, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Tats, it's awesome to be here today. Thank you for making the time. Yeah, so I was looking at your background, and you started in the industrial side of things. Tell me about that. I certainly did. No, my background is actually, you know, I do coaching. I work with businesses. I, you know, I mentor, I train, I do those things. But my background is actually in the parts side. I'm a certified journeyman parts person is really what my background is. That was an interesting transition because I was working up in the oil sands in Alberta, Alberta, Canada there. And I was a supervisor. And one of the things that I really love doing, and a lot of people thought I was really kind of strange for this, but I loved when it came time to do employee reviews. Because that was the time we could really sit down. I got a chance to work with my team and actually help them grow. Now, I didn't realize I was doing this at the time, but I guess really that was coaching. That was working through. To me, it just made sense. Hey, let's focus on what you want to focus on. Let's focus on your big goals for the year. And let's put together a little bit of a plan of how to go ahead and achieve those things. You know, from there, it led to that point. But yeah, that background working with some of the you know biggest, baddest heavy equipment in the world to this place now. <laughs> was that uh, transition seamless for you or did you just fall into it? It was bumpy because again, I didn't know. I had really truly no clue that you know this coaching thing was really going to be my jam. I had no idea that that's what it would ultimately lead to. I had worked up in the oil sands for quite a few years and I recognized, you know what, the 14 and 14 and doing night shifts and this and that, it's not for me. I'm just not cut out to be away. Yeah, the money was great and all that. But you know what? There's so much more to life than just money. Life isn't about money. Life is about truly being fulfilled and satisfied. And I quickly recognize that being up there, it wasn't something that was really truly fulfilling me. And I knew that I needed to do something else. And the, the transition, yeah, it, was, it was a little bit choppy. I, I went through a couple different positions there because what I also recognized is I made a terrible employee. I just wasn't cut out. I did not make a good employee. I truly wanted to be that boss. And that, yeah, it got me in some hot water sometimes because I had all these ideas. I wanted to do all these things and get that information out there. And it didn't always sit well with senior executive management. And I just, I couldn't figure it out. It's like, wait a minute. What if I was the boss? What if I got to do the things that I wanted to do and set things up the way I wanted to? And that ultimately, you know, got me over that hump into doing what I, what I do now. Sure, sure. And I noticed you joined the, uh, the Robbins organization. And what, what led you to that decision? Yeah, that was, a, that was an interesting journey there myself. So for a few years, I was a Tony Robbins coach and a Tony Robbins business results trainer. That was an interesting progression. Because uh, I had signed up for a few of Tony's programs, you know, great stuff. I had gone to one of Tony's UPW Unleash the Power events. It was down in Dallas, Dallas, Texas, love Texas. And um, it was just like, wow, it completely opened my eyes to, to a whole new world. Now, a lot of people might say that, hey, Jamie, you went in and you drank the Kool-Aid. Maybe I did drink a little bit of the Kool-Aid, but you know what? It was good. It was really great Kool-Aid. And I still like the taste of it to this day. What I really got out of that, though, was a whole different perspective of, you know, how to shift your mindset. 
how to do things different. And I knew that I wanted more. I'd started doing a little bit of coaching at the time. You know, this whole life coaching thing seems like everyone's a life coach these days. And that's kind of where I jumped into the whole thing, the whole life coaching thing, because I didn't have that clear direction of where I wanted to go. But one of the things I knew, I love business. I have a passion for business. I love seeing businesses grow, see them succeed, see them really, truly, you know, getting to their full potential. That's something that I really, truly have a passion for. So through the Tony Robbins organization, I found that, oh, hey. They have this program. It's called Business Mastery. I got to sign up for that. I got to learn what that's all about. I got to go get these skills because, you know, this Tony guy, this great big six foot seven giant, he's sharing some pretty cool stuff. Now, a part of that whole business mastery is that you get some coaching sessions. I'd done some coaching before and it was kind of, eh, it was all right. Right. It was all right. But I got on with this coach and she was absolutely amazing. She was out of Australia. And she completely changed my views on it because she didn't do what I guess you'd call the typical coach thing. Well, how do you think you could do it? It's like, I don't know. Well, if you could know, what do you think? I've seen those questions and heck, I've even asked those questions at some time. But what Rachel did, her name was Rachel. She really helped me. She did what I would say that the majority of coaches don't do. She actually gave me some of the strategy. She goes, okay, look, is it okay if we cut through it? Yes, go. And she started giving me some of the actual strategy that would make the difference, how to do things, where to go, what resources I could use. She kind of cut through a lot of the BS and really helped me. And from there, I just absolutely exploded. She recognized something in me though. And she, you know, said, look, what would you think about coming to work with the organization? I'm like, Tony Robbins. Yeah, right. I'm just some guy, right? What right do I have as just some guy to come and actually work with Tony Robbins? She goes, no, you've really got something here right? What you're doing, the actions you're taking, how you're doing it, she goes, you'd be very valuable on our team. So I, at the same time, I was going through one of Tony's other events. It's called Date with Destiny. And it was just an amazing, incredible event, right? And I went, and as a part of it, I recognized, you know what? I'm going to put my name in the hat, right? I got the proverbial tap on the shoulder, come be a part of our team, but you still had to apply. So I threw my application and this was the end of December, I guess it was many, many, many moons ago. And I threw my application in. I even used some of Tony's own words against him. It's in your moments of decision that your destiny is shaped. And I I use that in there because my my moment, that moment was going ahead and making that application. So I threw it in and then nothing. I heard absolutely nothing. Months went by nothing. It was really quite interesting because at that point, I'm like, well, obviously, you know what? Eh, My thoughts were kind of right. I didn't have the right qualifications. I didn't have what they were looking for. And in June, of the following year, I get this call and I could see that the call was from Oregon or something. So I answer the call. It turned out it was actually the director of coaching for Tony Robbins. Hey, we've reviewed your application. We've reviewed your resume. We're wondering if you'd like to take the next step, if you're still available, if we could do something. I took the next steps and, you know, went through uh, quite an interesting process of, of being hired on with the company. It was uh, what they like to call the longest job interview in the world. Mm. What, what did that consist of? Oh man, it was, it was well over three months and there was different phases. And it it was like, you know, it was like one of those shows where they begin eliminating, I think of Survivor, right? I think of the show Survivor where, you know, you've got all the people, 20, 30 people, and pretty soon you're down to just one at the end. Well, we ended up with more than one, but it was, it was neat because it was done in phases. So you had phase one, Phase two, which actually involved a live component, we had to do some live training. So we went complete total immersive. We attended one of Tony's events as well. That was a part of the training. And then it was the third round. Now, what was interesting? 
is when they start reaching out to people, I think they reach out to roughly, I don't know, at the time they said around two, 300 people. Of those two, 300 people, they select 36 to begin what they call the Coaches Academy. So I was one of the 36 that got selected. After the first round, we were down to 24 people. After the second round, we were down to, God, what was the number, 18? By the time we had graduated, there was 12, 13 of us that actually were able to graduate from that and become Tony Robbins coaches. So that was a, that was an interesting process. And it really was, you were on your toes all the time, right? Yeah. The process itself took three, four months. Yeah. And then it was it on and off. It sounded like you, you kind of attend and then I guess you, you go off and do some homework and stuff and like, and then you come back and, and do things. Was that the kind of the cadence of that? I'm just trying to visualize it. But then full time, was it? It was. So what we would have is we would typically have one, maybe two sessions per week, every week for the whole period. Yeah. Now they would load us up with homework. I remember, so I, I started in June and my birthday's in August. And I remember that particular year, that particular birthday, I was up at about four that morning. And I worked the entire day till nine, 10 o'clock that night, just doing some of that homework. because. For me, success was my only option, right? This, th this was an amazing opportunity to work with one of the real true icons in coaching and mentoring and training in business. To be a part of that, it really meant something. So I, you know what? I went all in. I gave it everything I had. And there were many days like that. So even though we weren't necessarily on with them 40, 50 hours a week, the work that you were doing in the background more than made up for that. Now, at the same time, I was also running my coaching practice as well. So it was busy between fitting clients in, between doing all the work that needed to be done. There were some long days in there. Yeah. How much was this was on site? Truthfully, the first part of it, the first, we'll call it the first round, that was all remote. So we do it through Zoom. We do the training through Zoom. The second part of it, we came in and we did a live event. So it was it was Tony's UPW. So that was four days for, for the event itself. Plus we had a solid week of training. Now you think a week of training, you think, wow, you know, it was 38 and a half, 40 hours in a week. No, we were there starting at 6, 5.30 in the morning sometimes. And we were going till 10, 11 o'clock at night. So what we got in that week, I mean, it would have added up to maybe two, three weeks in regular time. They just really compressed that time. One of Tony's things is total immersion, right? Get right into it and put yourself in it. And that's really what that training was, is it gave us an absolute total immersion into that, that coaching field. Interesting. Was there a cost to it or did the travel you have to cover? Like how, how did it all split? There was, there was cost that each student was responsible for. I won't get into the details of that. Yeah, of course. But there was definitely cost that uh, each student was responsible for to number one, take part in that because let's face it, you're receiving training, right? It's, it's, it's not unlike any course that you would go on and, you know, pay to have that training. So we actually paid to become that it wasn't like a typical job interview. And we were responsible for our travel costs, hotels, all that sort of thing on top of it. Yeah, yeah. And then you mentioned earlier that Rachel helped help you cut through all this stuff. Like what were the things that uh, she helped you with particularly? Specifically, it was the resources where to get things. I mean, at the time, I wasn't familiar with tools like Fiverr. I had heard of it, but I hadn't really checked it out. She goes, no, you need to get some logos done. You need to get, you know, these things done to move it forward. At the time, I was actually in the process of writing a book. Didn't really know what to do. Didn't know who to get a hold of, right? I wanted some editing. I wanted some, you know, things like that. She sent me there. Uh, she gave me resources like Upwork. She was actually the one that uh, introduced me to Gary V. I didn't really, you know, know Gary. And again, probably one of those things that I'd heard of him in the background, but really wasn't familiar with him. She said, no, you got to get on this. You got to listen she cut right to it versus 
really saying, well, you know, if, if you could find a mentor to follow, who do you think you could follow? Truly at that point, I would have said like, look, I don't know. And I probably would have said, look, this coaching thing isn't working out for me because no matter how many different ways you ask me, how could I be more resourceful? It really wasn't going to make a difference because I truly didn't know. She gave me that real true gift of really kind of telling me what to do, giving me that exact strategy. And once I had that, I mean, I, I took off, right? I consumed every single bit of what she shared with me and boom, right? The book got written, a bunch of things happened and, you know, it put me here at this place now. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you've gone through telling you you're, you're off on your own doing stuff, right? Your own boss. Since then, what, what have you learned? What sort of, um, what is your approach now? The learning never stops. That's one thing I will learn, I will practice, I will grow until the day I'm dead. That's just an absolute fact. Take another Tonyism here. Like he says, there's only two stages in life. You're either growing or you're dying. For me, I'm, I'm choosing growth. I'm choosing growth right up until the point that I am no longer growing. What's happened for me, though, is since that time, I actually, not only was I introduced, right, virtually to Gary Vee, I actually got to go meet him. So kind of a neat little story. <clears throat> My clients, I had two clients that I was working with at the time, and they ran a, uh, a furniture store, a quite successful furniture store. They knew of Gary and all that. We talked a lot about Gary, coached him on some of that stuff. And they said, you know what, we really want to meet him. It was kind of funny because here I am. It was a Saturday. I was in bed. I, I actually slept in till that day. It must have been, I don't know, seven in the morning. For me, seven in the morning, that's sleeping in. So here I am. I'm going through Instagram and Gary's got this barter thing that he's doing. He's like, look, it was at the time when he still owned Empathy Wines. And he said, look, we want to do something, right? You buy wine off of me. You buy wine from Empathy Wines and I'm going to do something for you. We'll barter. We'll trade. So I saw that he was doing that and I got a hold of my clients. I said, look, you guys need to do this. You need to take action on this. And I said, you know what, send him a message, do something, make this happen, do some bartering with him and you'll have that opportunity. Maybe you can spend some time with him. So they did a little bit, this and that. And then I get a message back, Jamie, Gary can't ship the wine to Canada. I said, hold on, hold on. I said, what if it wasn't about the wine at all? Because it really isn't. What's the ultimate outcome you want? You want to get some time with Gary. What was really cool is they're like, yeah, you're right, you're right. Right. And I used a you know, couple four letter expletives there. It's like, don't worry about the wine, forget about the wine, donate it, do something. They did something really cool in that they actually donated the value of that wine. They donated that wine back to Gary because they couldn't get it back to Canada. And he worked it into his charitable organization, Pencils of Promise, which was really cool. Helps uh, people, young, young children and all that going through school who don't necessarily have the resources to be able to do it. It helps them do that. So they donated the wine back for that. And that was on Saturday, Monday morning, right? And nothing really happened. They didn't get to go live on the Instagram or anything like that. But Monday morning, I get this text and it's my name with just a, just a ton of exclamation marks. I'm like, okay, this has got to be good, right? And then there's a screenshot. They sent me the screenshot through and it was actually Gary that reached out and they said, look, we've never seen anyone do anything like that before. We've never seen anyone do anything like that. We'll take you up on your offer. So what that offer was is we actually, um, and I went along with them and we went to New York, we went to Hudson Yards, we met up with Gary, we, you know, did a, we crashed his photo shoot that he was doing with Iconic. They're the, the, the brands that do the big motivational posters and all that. He was doing a photo shoot with them and we got to crash that, got to spend some time with Gary. He uh, did a podcast with, with, with the ladies that I was working with. It was just absolutely amazing. And then we went to his office, got to spend some time with his team, met a bunch of the people, just a outstanding, outstanding opportunity. That was big because I gained a ton of knowledge out of there. But like I said before, the knowledge train doesn't stop. Through that, what else was I introduced to? A gentleman out of Australia, his name is Kerwin Ray. 
He's Australia's number one leading business, I would say business strategist. He helps businesses down there really, truly grow, scale their brands. And he had an event called Nail It and Scale It. You know, I looked into it a little bit and where it really started is I was going down to Australia and my wife was going, she's a, she's in the natural health field and there was a big seminar that was going on down there. So we had made the commitment to go down that she could be a part of that. And we, we flew down, but before we flew down, I, I've got a good friend of mine over in Australia. He, I, he was actually one of my coaching clients and he said, Hey, did you check out this national achievers Congress, this NAC? I'm like, I don't know anything about it. He goes, check it out. So I look it up and sure enough, lo and behold, the dates completely lined up with when I was going to be down there. I took a look at the tickets. The tickets were inexpensive. I'm like, I'm doing it. Now I had no idea. I was, we were staying in Gold Coast and it was up in Brisbane. I had no idea how I was going to get there. I just knew I got to do this. And he's like, I'm going to go too. Now I had never met him. Of course, I'm up here in Canada. He's down in Australia. No chance of meeting, but through this, through this event, it's like, boom, we ended up meeting up. And one of the guys that came on, it was this Kerwin Ray guy. And he was really cool because he goes, look, I got ADHD. I'm going to talk really fast. I'm going to give you a bunch of information and I'm not going to sell you a single thing. And what was really cool is National Achievers Congress. It's a great Congress. It's put on by success resources, but it is a bit of a pitch fest. Everyone's got something to sell. Everyone's got something to sell. They go up, they do their thing, their 90 minute speech. At the end, there's a pitch, run to the back of the table and go buy my stuff. Kerwin, he, he did something really cool because he actually just stood up there and he started delivering. He delivered strategies for how to you know, boost your social media, how to do this. Do, and he just gave and gave and gave. And I'm just like, this guy's insane. Like it was just absolutely awesome. Taking notes like mad, working like crazy. I'm like, I need more of this. And what was really cool about that is he didn't sell at all. His, his pitch was, oh yeah, by the way, you know, I, I've got some events coming back. You know, if you're interested, you can see me at the back of the room. Anyways, guys, thanks so much. Have a great day. I think that was his entire pitch because he wasn't there to sell. He was there to truly serve. And that kind of blew my mind to see a person come up there and just share that level of information with really no expectations, right? He wasn't attached to the outcome or anything like that. He just truly served from that stage. From there, I knew I needed more. So what did I do? Signed up for his program right? Jumped into, into nail it and scale it. Now the story keeps going. How are we doing for time? I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm taking up this whole thing. Are we okay? You do. Just keep going. Just, keep going. <laughs> Just don't so. stop. Keep it going. So what was really cool is when, when the time came to sign up for nail it and scale, I, I was already sold and you have to do the typical sales call, right? You got to get on, Hey, let's get on a call. Let's talk about, we all heard the, the typical sales pitches. We know that I call up or actually the gentleman called me and his name was Martin. And uh, Martin calls up and I go, so do you guys take Visa or MasterCard? He laughed. I laughed because it wasn't even, he didn't even get to say a word in edgewise. I already knew I was in, but what was really cool about that is we formed a bond Right. Just, just, just at that point, Martin has since come on to, you know, my show, the show that I do every Friday with uh, Mick Scottney, my, my good friend down in Australia, Martin's come on a couple of times. He has his own business, the sales strategist. We have become very, very, very fast friends, very close friends. He's like my, my brother from another mother, all because of that. It was just, it, it was an amazing experience. Of course, Kerwin's Kerwin's event was great. It was absolutely outstanding, learned a ton of stuff. And then Martin shared a really great tip with me because one of the things that Kerwin shared, some of the stuff I was reading was sales, how to be more effective in sales, right? How to really be a salesperson without having to sell. Uh, and I like that idea, right? That idea really just sparks me up because 
How many times have we seen it? You get onto LinkedIn, someone's there trying to sell you something. Hey, let's jump on a call. Let me sell, sell, sell. People are tired of that. And I really truly believe that there is a better way. Learn some of this information. And then it was Martin's hint. He says, hey, by the way, have you checked out the book, Pitch Anything by Oren Claff? And that changed the game. That completely, totally changed the game because, I mean, we have a mutual acquaintance who, who is also through, through Oren there at Lord S. Just absolutely, absolutely amazing there. Since that time, since I went in, since I continued my learning journey, I've actually now partnered up with Oren and with Pitch Industries, with Intersection Capital. And I'm actually now one of their executive business coaches, helping other businesses grow and scale. So my story, it's been business all the way through. Yeah. So many thoughts there. When you've coached, uh, you know, obviously different businesses or business people, what are the common things that come up that you help people with? Typically, when we start, I'll work with businesses and I work with businesses anywhere from that, you know, half a million dollar annual turnover to, you know, five to 10 million in that range there. I don't get in necessarily into the 25, into the 15, to the 100 million. That's a whole different ballgame right there. But what I've seen with a lot of businesses that I've worked with, they tend to be missing some of the fundamentals. And when I say fundamentals, I'm talking about purpose. I'm talking about mission, right? Not the big fancy mission statement in the fancy scroll writing that you might see on the wall, but really what is that five-year, that 10-year mission, right? What is it that they're ultimately looking to do? And what are the values in which you operate your business by? This has been fundamental to really get that in place, to get the team on board. And it really is. I don't do a typical, you know, you're a CEO, CFO, CMO, whatever you are. I don't really look at a one-on-one type coaching. I want to work with them and their team. Now I might have special sessions with that, you know, CFO, a CEO, whoever it is, but ultimately I want the team speaking the same language. You know, when I was a Tony Robbins business results trainer, one of the things that we would see is we'd see all of these, you know, executives go to these trainings, they'd go to these seminars, they'd learn all this stuff, they'd get on this big, massive high, they'd come back to their businesses, and people would think they're on drugs. <laughs> they're quite literally speaking a different language, they're talking about these things, they're talking about having meetings and doing this, and the team's looking at them like, what the hell happened? And that created more disconnects than I could ever see. One of the reasons why they brought out at the time the business results training is to get everyone on that same page. Tony Robbins tickets to go to business mastery, they're expensive. We're talking five-figure tickets, right? These, these are not inexpensive tickets. It's quite an investment. You can imagine how quick that can add up. You've got a team of, you know, a team of 10 people. You're well over six figures. Oftentimes people won't be bringing their teams. Robbins knew that they had to do something to be able to get that language, get that stuff moving when, when the teams went back. So they introduced that business results training. Having everyone speak that same language is pivotal. When we're not speaking that same language and we're coming from different, different areas, different aspects, we're not focused on that same mission. It's like, well, I think I've got to do this, but I think I've got to do this, but I think I've got to do this, right? Oftentimes it's like a bunch of squirrels you know, running on those little wheels and stuff. We think we're being productive. We think we're doing a bunch of things, but really we're being counterproductive. We're all working out of our own little silos and we can break those silos down and we can really truly start working together as a cohesive team, man, the, the, the productivity, the revenues, everything in the entire business just skyrockets. So where do I start? It's the foundations, right? It's really understanding what is the purpose of your business, right? What's your mission? 
And what are the values in which you operate your business under? Mm. Now in business, there's a lot of unknowns. <sighs> so all the time as an entrepreneur, how do you manage those? Sometimes there's a fear that entrepreneurs have is you know, to be overly positive, maybe a negative. What's the, what's the balance? Balance is the key. Okay. Because you know what? Bad things are going to happen. Just because I think that, you know, there, there, there's unicorns flying through the sky, farting rainbows and all that stuff doesn't mean that's the way it's going to be in business. Bad things are going to happen. But here's the thing. If I focus in on all the bad things that could happen, if that's where my focus is, oh my God, I got to prove this. Oh my God, you know what? COVID has totally decimated our business and this and that. If those are all the things that I focus on, what I'm setting myself up for is a great big pile of crap. Now, I'm not saying don't plan, don't have some, you know, plan B, plan C. I'm not saying not to have that. But really what we want to do is begin to practice to shift our thoughts, our focus into what we want. Now, seems easy, right? Here's me, the guy that's done it thousands and thousands of times, you know, spewing it out of my mouth like that. It's practice, right? It is, it is an absolute ton of work and a ton of practice to get yourself into that place where you're focusing in on what it is you want. Look, through all of evolution, right, all of human history, we've been taught, you know what, watch out for the saber-toothed tiger. Watch out for all the things that are out there that are trying to kill you. Now, it might make sense, right? Watch out for what's there. But why not instead focus for just a moment or two, focus on what it is that you truly want, what it is you truly desire. Now, I'd have to ask Tats, and I'll ask you this question. When you focus on all the things that could go wrong, like here, let's pick on this podcast, right? Oh my God, the audio doesn't work. What if the video glitches out? What if we've got you know, a bunch of uh, feedback on the audio? If we focus on all those things, right, what kind of experience are we going to have in this podcast? What do you think? Well, it won't be as fun. It'll suck, right? Straight up, it's going to suck. But if instead we say, you know what? We're just going to go on. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a blast. And whatever comes out, comes out. When we shift that focus from all the things that could go wrong, because they're always going to be there, to focus in on what could go right, because that's also always there. When we do that, when we, when we learn to change that mindset into that, we grow faster, we have better lives, we become more productive, and we naturally attract more success into our business. Yeah, things are going to happen, right? Look at the floods. You know, we're in BC and all that, the floods that are happening, the things that are happening right now. Yes, it sucks. Yes, we're aware of them. Where can we make a difference? Where can we contribute? Where can we do something that provides a positive impact versus, oh my God, it's raining again. Oh my God, how many more people are, you know, they're, they're going to be devastated and how many more roads are going to be out? Oh my God, it's going to be, when we focus on those things, right? Which the news, right? The news has us doing that a whole lot. But when we focus on those things, we feel like crap. But when we say, you know what? Yeah, I get it. It's raining. It's raining again. It's probably going to rain for the rest of this week. What can we do right now to make a difference to help those people? Can I go fill some sandbags, right? Can I, can I round up a bunch of, you know, spare stuff from the neighborhood and give to some of these people that have been, you know, had to be evacuated out of their homes? How can we go make a difference, right? Now that's a part of it. The other part, the other piece that I always come back to, and this is another learned behavior. The question, my, maybe one of my primary questions that I ask myself What's the opportunity here right now? That has changed the game for me. 
Now, I'm not going to say I'm Mr. Happy all the time. Do I get frustrated and pissed off? Yep, I absolutely totally do. But I'm able to shift that state, shift that energy into something that's positive by asking that question. Hey, what's the opportunity here right now? I might have to say it a couple of times. Sometimes I might even have to say it through gritted teeth. Okay, what's the opportunity <laughs> here? I might have to do that. But when I do it and when I do it over and over and when I actually practice it, man, it'll change your life. Yeah. So that balance, what's the real balance? Be aware, right? We're not going into this thing with you know rose-colored glasses on all the time, but it's learning how to manage and mitigate those situations when they do come up to find the opportunity to quite literally change the game. Yeah, very nice. You, you mentioned practice a few times. What does that look like for the average person? You, t- you talked about, you know, thinking about certain things. You, it, it may involve coaching. It may involve reading things or listening to things. What, what's a good sort of program in terms of practice? What, what do you see? Program? There, there's tons out there. Yeah. Right. There's tons of really great, amazing people. And it's going to be dependent on the type of person that you are. It seems like everyone in their dog these days has, you know, a, a personal development program. I'm a big believer in personal development. Please don't think that I'm, I'm putting personal development down. But this is something where I would really suggest go out and find your tribe. Right. Is it someone along the lines, if you're in a relationship, you want to, you know, find more love? Is it someone like Alison Armstrong or something like that? Again, I'm, I'm not in the love field, so I'm kind of talking out, you know, out this side. Something that really works well for me is that harder approach. Right. What really works for me? David Goggins. I'm sure you're familiar with David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me. That changed my life. Right? This is a man here who, you know, going through the beginning of that book, he had a terrible life. There, there's, there's just no other words for it. There's no other way to describe it. This man had a terrible life in the very beginning of his life. But he didn't let that become his standard. He chose to be uncommon among the uncommon. For me, that book did wonders. It changed my life. Right? Tony Robbins, he's got some great programs. Right. He's got, if you're into seminars and stuff, go to an Unleash the Power with it. Right. It, it's a really great program to start to really tap into your untapped resources. Lots of other people out there, business, we've got Ed Milet. We've got just so many different people out there who've got these programs. What I would suggest go in, use the Google machine, right? Punch up, you know, motivation. And I, I'm not a big believer in motivation, right? I, I subscribe to what David Goggins says on motivation that motivation is crap. I really like that saying. It's, it's really interesting there. We can get into that. But really go find what you need if it's inspiration, if it's changing your mindset, if it's changing your beliefs. There are so many people that have got those resources to be able to do that. But it takes practice. You know, during my time as, as a Tony Robbins coach, great people I worked with, I, I did thousands upon thousands upon thousands of coaching calls. And one of the things that I would see is that these people, they would come out of an event and it's like, well, you're a Tony Robbins coach. You're just going to fix me like that. Look, as a coach, we're not here to fix people. How did I get to be in this place? How did I get to be in this state, in this mindset? Because I've done it thousands upon thousands of times. There's certain things that I've achieved mastery on. What's mastery? Mastery is the mythical, magical 10,000. Having done something 10,000 times, spent 10,000 hours on it. That is really, truly that level of mastery. When you can do it, when you've attained that level of unconscious competence, where you're doing it without even thinking about it. This podcast, for example, I've just been going on. I feel like I'm, I'm monopolizing the whole thing. But this information I'm sharing, the reason I'm able to do it is because I've done this thousands of times before. If this was something new, you know, Tats, I'd be like, oh my God, what do I say next, Tats? Come on, just give me something. Give, give, me, give me some. 
I can go on and on and on because I've done this thousands of times before. That's what I really recommend to everyone. Put in the work, put in the effort, get committed to something. Make a commitment to say, you know what, I'm doing this. This isn't like a New Year's resolution, right? We know New Year's resolutions, we do them for a month or two or three, and then we forget about them. Right? For the most people, that's really truly what happens. This isn't like that. Make a commitment to being your best self. Decide what your best self looks like. Well, what is my best self? If I could draw up that picture of my best, most amazing self, what would it look like? Who would I be like? Figure that out. Decide what that is, commit to being that, and then practice it every day. Get a sampling too. I'm not a big believer in just following the one guru, right? Yeah, sure. I talk about Tony Robbins a lot, but look at my journey into, into where I'm at right now. It wasn't just what Tony shared, right? It was, a, it, was a, it was a compilation of all the people along the way. So go and sample, go and sample those people, go and sample those ideas, those thoughts, everything, and really put together your best version of yourself. That's my version of that balance. Wonderful. I like it. Find your tribe and take ideas from everywhere. Well, Jamie, thank yeah. you so much for sharing. Uh, love your story. And um, yeah, I appreciate you uh, spending the time with us. Absolutely. Glad to, have, glad to be here. Glad to be able to share this. Hopefully I didn't take too much of the podcast, but it was a real pleasure. You're great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Specified Growth Podcast today. I also want to thank the listeners who are working hard each day to change the world to make it a better place. Make sure you check out youtube.com forward slash Tats Talks for video of today's podcast. Hit the subscribe button for upcoming episodes, entrepreneurial tips, and more. See you over there. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.